Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Wednesday. It is the 21st of June. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd is co-hosting a donation drive this week for anti-abortion pregnancy centers. She's celebrating the anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court decision that ended the nationwide right to abortion. In a statement, Byrd says donating critical baby supplies can help support women and, quote, embolden a culture that promotes life. Maisie Stilwell with Planned Parenthood Advocates of Iowa says Byrd's promotion of anti-abortion pregnancy centers is deplorable and cruel, especially as Byrd has stopped paying for sexual assault survivors to receive emergency contraceptives and abortions. Byrd has not said if or when those payments might resume. While anti-abortion pregnancy centers can provide some support services for mothers, they don't provide medical care and are not regulated by the state. They try to convince people to not get an abortion. Landowners and environmental groups say a state regulator is moving too fast to hold hearings over Summit Carbon Solutions' proposed CO2 pipeline. IPR's Grant Gerlock explains the hearings were moved up after Summit called on the board to decide on the project by the end of the year. Last week, the Iowa Utilities Board announced hearings will start August 22nd instead of in October. Anna Ryan is a former attorney with the State Office of Consumer Advocate. She says the hearings normally start with the pipeline company making its case for why a project is needed. Instead, the IUB plans to hear first from landowners who have not signed on to the project. Ryan says the new schedule leaves less time for them to find attorneys and prepare arguments against eminent domain. It also means that landowners are forced to sort of defend their land against eminent domain before we've really even heard the pipeline company's case. Summit says 70 percent of landowners have signed voluntary agreements with the company. That leaves more than 1,000 parcels of land across the state where landowners have not signed on. Republican Congressman Zach Nunn is introducing legislation to improve broadband access in the state's rural areas. We hear more from IPR's Natalie Krebs. The bipartisan legislation would authorize the U.S. Department of Agriculture to be able to permanently offer loans and grants to improve access to broadband internet across the country. Representative Nunn says better broadband access can do things like help alleviate the state's critical nursing shortage by allowing nurses to connect with patients remotely and on a more flexible schedule. It allows us to maximize the usage of time for individuals so we're not having so many contract nurses that we have to have for swell time, but also gives them the ability to, you know, work on a shift that is more amenable to their families. According to the research firm Broadband Now, Iowa ranks 33rd in the country for access to broadband internet. The ACLU of Iowa says there are unconstitutional ordinances on the books in several Iowa communities that label male and female impersonators as adult entertainment, whether or not the performances feature sexually explicit content. The ACLU has sent letters to the city councils in Dyersville, Pella, and Waukee requesting they make changes to the laws. ACLU staff attorney Shafali Aurora says these laws target drag performances. She says they violate free speech and fringe on the equal protection of the LGBTQ community and are overbroad. By classifying what they term as female and male impersonators as adult entertainment without any limitations or exceptions, um, they are making it so effectively every instance of drag is 
considered adult entertainment. The ACLU asks the communities to respond within 14 days to say if they will be amending the ordinances. And continued dry conditions across Iowa is hurting the state's corn and soybean crops. The latest crop update from the USDA says 59 percent of Iowa's corn crop is rated good to excellent. That's down from 70 percent last week. It's here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.